You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. By the sound of the drums or the guns or the drum guns, you know what time it is, folks. It's time for another edition, the latest and always greatest edition of Six Rings and Football Things. Brought to you by our friends at WEI Odyssey and 2400 Sports. Today, your old pals, Nick Fitzy Stevens and Andy Jumbo Hart, welcome you into what we're now calling the lull before the draft. It is the calm before the storm. We have gotten through the majority of trading season. Free agency has has come and not entirely gone, Andy, but I would say the, uh, the winds of change that blew through have... Uh, done blown and now we're just going to mock it up and we're just going to wait and we're going to talk and we're going to get all of our draft thoughts our draft crushes which of course we should uh, we should remember we should be adverse to having around here because falling in love with any one player or multiple players will do you no good because there's probably a 0.0% chance that Bill Belichick is going to draft him but hey what else are we supposed to do we got time we got a football podcast Let's get going. Uh, On the top of mind, Andy, right here on this latest edition of Six Rings, there's a lot of receiver talk of late. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins is likely now, since the Arizona Cardinals asking price has not been met of anything, it seems, uh, to pick up the two years and $34 million remaining on his contract. Uh, They're likely now to get nothing. Seems like they have misplayed or overplayed their hand. Hopkins is likely to be released into the wild. I ask on behalf of an antsy Pats nation that wants a wide receiver one. Do you think there's any chance in hell he comes to the Patriots? I don't. You know, I I stand where I've sort of stood all along on this, that um, from his perspective, I don't know why he'd want to go to a team that is facing its longest Super Bowl odds in 30 years, is facing an uphill battle just to not finish fourth in its division. Uh, He's a great receiver who I'm guessing would like to have a really good chance to make the playoffs, maybe a really good chance to compete for a Super Bowl and mm-hmm. a ring. And then you add in the secondary layer of the whole Bill O'Brien thing that we've touched on a little bit throughout the mm-hmm. the spring. And where exactly that stands, I don't know, but it can't help the situation. And so to me, the Patriots have two negatives against them right off the bat when teams like the Buffalo Bills may be calling or who knows, the Kansas City Chiefs may weasel ooh, their ooh. way into the discussion. Yes, and the Kansas City Chiefs' word is that they would want him to likely do a one- or two-year deal and knock his price down the way Juju Smith-Schuster did last year in his sort of uh, one-year prove-it-or-lose-it deal. Uh, He proved it because then he ends up getting paid more money by the New England Patriots. No, by the way, along the way, in process of, he wins a Super Bowl. Right. Would you rather 
go to New England, let's just say, for a mm-hmm. team that doesn't have a great chance to win, for a team that has Mac Jones as an uncertain quarterback and an offensive coach who everybody here might be excited about but you kind of hate, or or you could go to Kansas City where they go to the AFC title game every year. Patrick Mahomes is the greatest player on the planet, will be throwing to you, and Andy Reid, considered maybe the best offensive mind of the last 20 years, is there. I don't know. It seems like an easy decision for me. Yeah, you go to New England. <laughs> Did you just mock Vince McMahon and his new mustache as he uh, <laughs> hey, built a by the way, million dollar company? One of the best parts of a Monday that unfortunately online was not a terrific place because there were a lot of people arguing about college basketball and appropriate or inappropriate on uh, encore behavior and such. We're not going to get into that right now by Why any not? stretch. One of the only <laughs> the idea is to grow the audience, not get the audience to show up outside of our respective fan caves or offices yelling angrily at us uh, and trying to cancel us. Eventually, both of us will get canceled. That'll That's happen. Cool. I'm not worried about that. That's going to happen. I just don't need to do it now while I still have bills to pay and call, you know, colleges to pay, you know, try to save money for, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but one of the fun parts of that Monday, pardon the digression, folks, uh, again, it is the lull before the draft, was just the all the jokes made about Vince McMahon's mustache. It's fake. The whole thing is fake. It can't his be. Face is fake. His mustache is fake. He looks what like a fake villain. What the hell was that? Like, I loved every one of them. Like, it looks like on his way to the studio, he tied a woman to the railroad tracks. Yes. Uh, he, I, like, apparently Clark, he sought inspiration from Clark Gable in the 1930s. Um, I asked, like, did I forget which Coen Brothers movie Vince McMahon played a part? Late, it's late, hilarious. Late. And if you haven't, pause the podcast right now and just go to Twitter and type in Vince McMahon and then enjoy all the memes, jokes, and lols thereafter. Um, anyway, so Hopkins, if he gets cut free, it's if it's his choice, does he want to play for a bag? Is there a quarterback and coach he's wanted to play for? We know he has a lot of respect for Belichick, but we've heard multiple reports from the Breers or Badads of the world that the O'Brien thing could be a snag or a holdup, you know, and then you don't even know what, what does Hopkins think? Does he honestly think he has a chance to win and be a difference maker in new England? Or does he want to kind of Kevin Durant it and go to whatever team he thinks is at the top so he can coast his way to a title? Cause it's not like he hasn't been to the playoffs. Let's remind everyone. He has been to the playoffs multiple times. He and Bill O'Brien on the Texans. O'Brien won the NFC, AFC, excuse me, AFC South four times, I believe in the seven years that he coached there. So, you know, Hopkins has been to the Valley. He's even been to an AFC championship, Andy. Just never won a Super Bowl. Yeah, and and I'm just going to assume, being the competitor that I think he is, that that's what he wants to do. And if he made a list of teams, I don't think the Patriots are very high on that list. It's, it's not disrespectful. It's just, as their head coach that he respects would say, mm-hmm. it is what it is. Dallas, of course, picks up Brandon Cooks along the way. Uh, I don't know if he'd want to go to Minnesota. He's not going to go to Chicago. Philadelphia is set with wide receivers. San Francisco, mm, I don't think they would prioritize. You know, they still have Ayuk, Debo, like they're they're okay. I, I think Kansas, Kansas City, obviously. Kansas City is the best landing spot for him personally mm-hmm. and for them. He's not going to like Buffalo either. No. Why? I don't th- I, it's cold. It's really cold. It's hot. Kansas City. Yeah, it is. I know, but like, go to can like go to Kansas City one year, ten million dollar deal. It can be oh, oh, absolutely, can be cold. January can be cold in Casey. Yeah, I I could see that. He's not going to go to. I don't think he's going to go to any team in the AFC North. I mean, Cincinnati was Cincinnati's fine. 
They don't need him. They got four receivers there. Yeah, no, I, I wouldn't see them investing. I mean, a wild card, always be a wild card, a team with a maybe great quarterback, if he still is the quarterback of that team that always needs receivers, the Baltimore Ravens. And I could see mm. D-Hop talking himself into playing with Lamar. If Lamar goes back, good call. If Lamar's there, because D-Hop is sort of a playground-style wide receiver at times, and Lamar is obviously sometimes a playground-style quarterback, and they could have some fun together probably playing that style. Um, but the big wild card is where's Lamar? If Lamar does return to Baltimore and they give him a legitimate receiver one like DeAndre Hopkins, you can't help but think that that wouldn't give them a shot to compete in the AFC North. That would make a major oh, difference. 100%. Because they have the he, worst wide receiver room in the NFL. Right. If he's throwing to Andrews and D-Hop, and I actually think Bateman is going to have a good, like, that's a he's good He's going to stay on the field. Bateman's a good right. receiver. He just has to stay on that's, the field. That's a good arsenal. That sort of also takes away excuses for that passing game and changes maybe the way you look at what Lamar is trying to do. Um, no, I, I that would be a nice little room for them to put together. Yes. Okay, now if the Don't Patriots, forget OBJ, by the way, because the OBJ uh, he's going to go to the Jets, and they're just going to have us. Why is everybody going to go to the Jets, and yet no one who is supposed to be going to the Jets has yet gone to the Jets? Yeah, and now the person that supposedly is to be the draw to go to the Jetropolitans in the first place isn't there yet. And wouldn't it be something? Mm. Wouldn't it be something if we spent all this time talking about watch out for the Jets? Here come the Jets. Aaron Rodgers on the Jets. This is going to be the Jets' time. If Green Bay eventually says, you know what? These trade offers suck. We'll just make them screw you guys. We're just going to make them sit out the season. And they've already, they got to get something for them, right? I mean, like they can't like Lamar walks in the building and they decide that they're going to go with Lamar because they can't wait till June or July to have Aaron Rodgers show up. Like, wouldn't that just throw the biggest wrench into the works? It would, but I don't think it's going to happen. I, I, the the Packers can't keep Rodgers. They just can't. They've moved on already. They, they haven't yeah, moved this on. Is Jordan yet, Love's team. But yeah. So they can't financially. They can't like they just they they don't have the leverage that it seems like maybe they think they have. So I, I just think it'll play out and maybe we'll be surprised when we see the deal doesn't garner them what we thought they might get. But they they their hands are tied. They have to move mm -hmm. on. It's a it's yeah, a done but last, deal. The funny thing is though last year. We've kind of been through this before in so much as last year, remember after the 49ers lost to the Rams, they beat the Packers in the divisional round and then they lose to the 49ers in an, in an NFC championship. They, by all accounts should have won. My God, if that guy holds on to that gift that Stafford airmailed air him down the field. And then it basically was goodbye, Jimmy Garoppolo. And then they keep him because they kind of need Trey Lance insurance and they're not sure about the kid and they weren't able to get the right value for him. Next thing you know, Trey Lance gets hurt. Look who's look who's back on the field. Now I know Jimmy Rock Garoppolo hurt. wasn't <laughs> eventually because Garoppolo did what he does and gets hurt. You know, is there some sort of scenario where he ends up sticking around and next thing you know, he's working out by himself, walking the fields just like Garoppolo was. I mean, I guess it's Aaron Rodgers. It's professional sports. It's weird things mm -hmm. happen. I just can't envision it. I, I, because it the difference here is the new spot is already known, has already talked about. There, like the the there was no Jimmy Garoppolo is going to play for the blank, and they are signing Jimmy Garoppolo's friends, and they are right. building a team for Jimmy Garoppolo. And yeah, Alan Lazard didn't go to New York because he right. was you know d dying to live in Jersey. Yeah, so this I I can't imagine them. This will be. 
I mean, talk about a third. We always say this, a 30 for 30. If this falls apart, this is a 30 for 30. The behind the scenes of how a presumed trade never comes to fruition and, and how it plays out for the Packers, for the Jets, and for everybody. This would be un- literally unbelievable. That's why I don't think it'll happen. All right, one more little nugget I want to get to here in our opening segment. What about OBJ? Uh, you glossed right over him. I, 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 I had no interest in OBJ. He wants $15 million No, 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 no. Price has come down. two ACLs. Well, I have two ACLs, a right and a left. Have you torn it twice? Just one of them, but no. You torn an ACL in this lifetime? Yeah. Oh. That's how my college, I mean, my high school football career ended. Oh. How, how, does it hurt as much as everyone says? Uh, it felt like a bullet went off in my knee. <laughs> And that goes away, and then the rehab is even more painful when they break scar tissue by telling you lay on your stomach, putting their shoulder on, no. your, on your shin and pushing forward, and you hear noises that you don't want to hear coming from your body. Like like pasta breaking? Like just yeah, like... pretty much. It's awful. I have, I have torn my left calf muscle twice in this lifetime, otherwise known as the gastric nemius for any of the medically inclined in our listening audience. It's awful. I know yeah. you, had, you also had a – do you have a pec or a bicep tear at one point? Tore my bicep. Hey, you've had you've had a lot of football injuries for a guy who yep. hasn't like played football in a long time. But you're a torn football labrum, guy. Torn labrum, ah. AC separation in my shoulder that had to be ground down and rebuilt. Oh my gosh, you're like the six thousand dollar man. Unbelievable. That's why it hurts when I get up in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you really must have to like shake it all up to get the day going. Yeah, it takes a little while. Tell you, you know, yeah. I need a coffee. I need a few minutes. I, I don't just jump right out of bed and get it done. Yeah, uh, please don't take that the wrong way, listening audience. Oh. Uh, I, I I understand. I feel for you. Uh, the other thing I wanted to uh, bring up was the Patriots are having all of these, uh, the top 30 meetings right now. They're mm-hmm. also going to a lot of pro days. And I believe uh, it may let me, be. Let me correct you real quick, though. So they are referred to as top 30, but yeah. that's um, a misnomer, misleading. Okay. Please. Um, and I think they've talked about this a little bit. It It is a, it's a guy that they need more information on. Okay. It's not always like, okay, these are, we're zeroing in on our top our 30. Our top product. 30. Yeah. They give it like, that name and that makes people, so thank you right. for clarifying. It could be, he could be, you know, the Patriots have a notoriously small draft board. So, mm-hmm. you know, they may only have 90 draftable players, whatever it is, but they could have a guy who's, you know, 57th on their draft board who, his pro day, something didn't align or he's a medical recheck type stuff or something came up since they met with him at the shrine bowl and they'd really like to address it. Or mm-hmm. so there can be a variety of reasons. Now, oftentimes they are good players. I'm, I'm not going to say I'm, oftentimes there are a high end group, but it doesn't necessarily top 30 is gotcha. Right. And even if they have a top 30 meeting and said player thinks said meeting went very well and then goes to his Instagram to say, I'm looking forward to playing for your team in a month, they often end up in San Francisco and we end up with Nikhil Harry. Be that as it may, the Patriots have worked out Zay Flowers uh, a number of times and they went to his pro day at BC. They also coached him up the East West Shrine game and Bill O'Brien put him through all the roots, the tree everything that basically Wes Welker and others used to do. Then they met with Quentin Johnston at his pro day. They have Jackson Smith in was at the Red Sox game Monday night, the Sox pirates game. Cause his brother plays for the pirates, but still he was in town. Perhaps he chatted up some pats and then Jordan Addison, the 2021 Bolitnikoff winner who transferred to USC a little bit of a step back in his play last year, small decline, but still the guy can ball out. 
they've basically talked to the top four receivers in the first round. So, Andy, I ask you this. Are the New England Patriots letting us know they are prioritizing a wide receiver one through the draft, or is this just doing draft due diligence? I think it's draft due diligence. I do think they are interested in the wide receivers. I don't think this is like, oh, smokescreen, let's pretend we're interested in wide receivers. No, no, no. I think they're collecting information on the top receivers in the draft because depending on how the board falls and value and the things that they prioritize, a wide receiver very much could be um, in the offing 